Zelda. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. guys the fan podcast where we overanalyze the harry potter movies one magical minute at a time i'm gary roby i'm victoria laguna and we have heidi bennett from the upcoming spinal tap minute back with us today yay yay oh, i'm so excited <laughs> that you guys are going to be doing uh I'm, I'm 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 all for more minute shows uh in Bring the them fam. On. yeah yeah for sure I'm Thanks. stoked. Today, today, you guys, we're talking about Minute 83. Minute 83 starts with Harry dangling from his broom, and it ends with everyone watching Harry get up from his fall. Not quite. It's sort of like after the first moment that he looks like he's like, like he kind of wretches. Like, I, I can't think of a better word for that. It's kind of a gross um, physical action. But uh, he swallowed the... Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> right. Uh... So so as soon as Quirrell falls, the broom steadies, and, and Harry's able to, like, pull himself back up onto his broom. And then we get that great music cue that comes back up. Um, it, it picks up as he takes off. He's been kind of flying around for a while, um, kind of jostling back and forth out of, uh, like, all over the place on his broom. How How does he know which way to go to, like, is he just following the Slytherin Seeker? at this point like oh he's going somewhere he must have an eye on the snitch like i don't think that he kept track of the snitches he was whipping around like that no i mean i think that would be a smart thing to do like if like if you see all of a sudden like the other seeker like where's he going he's like yeah follow follow this guy (laughs) um we get this uh this shot of the slytherin seeker uh terrence higgs is the seeker's name he's played by will feekston and um he is focused on the snitch. Yeah, look how focused he is. Yeah, and I love the way that Harry comes, like, whipping in around from the background, like, kind of pulls up next to him and bumps into him. The two of them, uh, they jostle each other back and forth. And as I was doing some look into, like, fouls, that particular foul is called cobbing. I don't know why. Cobbing? Yeah, C-O-B-B-I-N-G, according to Quidditch Through the Ages. I don't know where the hmm. word comes from. I didn't actually uh, <laughs> go digging for that particular note. But um, it's one of the 700 fouls we mentioned last, uh, <laughs> earlier this week. Um, when I when I was doing this research, I found a fun note in Quidditch of the Ages that's like unimportant. But there are 700 fouls in Quidditch. And all of them were committed during the 1473 World Cup. Right. Oh my. All of them. <laughs> all of all them. 700 all fouls. All 700. That's insane. <laughs> Some of the fouls are like casting spells on other players or like like grabbing people's broomsticks and like really like more like like aggressive things more aggressive than the slytherin team is being like they are committing fouls but it is not as drastic as some of the stuff that must have happened during that that world cup game Mm -hmm. i i would i I guess that that kind of reminds me of intense game yeah of like um the aztecs or somebody you know they had like um kind of a football game that they would play and i think 
that was hugely, I mean, if, if we are to believe something of the past that, you know, maybe it can or cannot be proved if it was really happening, but like yeah. the people would be like beheaded or killed. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm, I'm assuming beheaded would be killed, but you know, that the, I mean, those were extremely aggressive. If, if Very my history that's in the next ball. Yeah. They put the head in the ball. That's, oh, that's yeah. what you're actually playing with now. That's scary. <laughs> Woof. Right? Whoa. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, most of this minute is just the two Seekers kind of jostling each other and, like, vying for the snitch. Um, well, yeah, you can imagine the Slytherin guy would be kind of upset. He's like, hey, man, I'm the one that kept track of it. I'm, yeah. I'm after this. I'm, I'm in the lead here. Where, who, you, you were, you were just, fl- like, flopping around on your broom. What do you, who do you think you are? <laughs> Get out of here, kid. You, you first year. <laughs> yeah, right? Get out of here, kid. Uh, I, I, I wrote a note. <laughs> that the the trumpets and the kind of like music you hear like the the intensity as it picks up really reminds uh I, yeah it's still john williams but it, it definitely evokes like a, a star wars vibe for me mm-hmm. in this moment it, it makes me think of like 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 the x-wings or like like dog fighting and just like that the kind of pace you get of space battles in the star wars movies like it it's got to be it's probably just like the 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 trumpets and the the sort of music cue in the background but I've never even noticed that before, and then I watched this minute by minute, and I was just like, oh, like, if I wasn't watching this movie, if I'm just listening to the music, like, it could, it could trick me. It could, uh, yeah, pass for yeah, yeah. I can see that. And what I noticed, um, in regards to sound was that the snitch, when it's whipping around and we're really, you know, hearing it in mm-hmm. the soundtrack is that it reminded me of that, uh, that game Katamari Damashi. Did you guys ever play that I've game? I've heard of it, but I've not played that. It had really crazy fun music, but um, that sound, that kind of scratch, kind of sounds like a, you know, like a DJ scratching. That yeah. Kind of has a little bit of that sound, but they definitely, that was um, a sound that definitely reminded me of that, of that, uh, that game's really fun. It makes yeah, me want to like, play it now. I like that the snitch and the bludgers because they both sort of like behave under their own power. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both have kind of like sounds that they make. Like Victoria and I, we questioned if they were, if the, the, the bludgers were sentient. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be our but new they definitely, uh, segment. Yeah. Is it sentient? Is it sentient? sentient? Cause it's come up a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, like a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and the bludgers definitely have like a very aggressive sort of kind of grumbling sound that they make. Whereas like you can hear the snitch as it's starting around too. Like not only do you get like the motion of its wings when it's really close, but like there's sort of a, um, like a t- not a tinkling either, but it's a very like high, not a high pitch, but like a very light, airy sort of. I don't, I can't, I don't have the word for it. You know what I'm getting at? I see you thinking. I know. Your brain thinking. is working over there. I'm thinking. <laughs> and you can you can see it on my face. It's I'm kind like, of like like buggy, like buggy. Did it? Yeah, works. you know, like I mean, I think the snitch works really well as a magical item. Yeah. Just when I hear the, the the snitch like flying around because its uh, wings are kind of flapping really fast, it just makes me think of a hummingbird, mm-hmm. like the way mm-hmm. it moves and the way it sounds. So at least the wings. Anyway. Well, we talked about the golden snidget, snidget, and that it's supposed to be like it was the snitch is based a on a bird. Oh, well, not okay. a real bird, but like the the original uh, snitch 
before they made like the the magical object the snitch was a bird uh, called the golden snidget that um its wings moved in um kind of a like your shoulder like a figure crust, like that that ball of. and socket joint so that it mm-hmm. can it can suddenly turn directions without losing right. a lot of momentum um but Which they were too handy. delicate they were too delicate for for uh, seekers yeah. and uh, they would be crushed and that's why they stopped using them because they depleted the population yeah. enough yeah <laughs> um like, it just thanks, made me wizards. think of charlie charlie and the chocolate factory like i've got a golden snidget <laughs> yes, <laughs> i like that <laughs> I'm just like, how dare you, you darn wizards! Like you, you alone are are the cause of the endangered species. Um, not cool, not cool, not, not cool. So then the snitch dives, and then our seekers dive, and they're approaching the ground rather rapidly. And uh, in the book, um, earlier when the interaction with Draco and the remember all happened. Um, in the movie, we see Harry snatch the remember all out of the air, like right in front of McGonagall's window. Right. In the book, he's chasing it to the ground, and it's this kind of moment where he's diving to the ground. Yeah, and he, he pulls up at the last moment. He catches it. Yeah. When McGonagall takes him to Oliver Wood, he tell she tells Wood not even Charlie Weasley could have made that catch. Um, and and so there's definitely this like, you kind of get this element of fearlessness where like Harry mm-hmm. Harry could could crash. But he's confident enough of himself. So so Terrence pulls up um, pretty early and Harry waits until like the last possible moment to like pull up on his broom. And not only does he, he doesn't, when Terrence Higgs pulls up, he he's still sitting on the broom, but he pulls the broom up. Harry, Harry steps onto the back of his broom. He starts doing that whole like surfing on the broom yeah, thing. Like we right. saw it with, um, that, uh, with Marcus, Marcus Flint, Flint last week. Doing. Yeah. So he steps onto the broom and he uses the, that, that weight of his feet on the broom to like yank it up harder. You get this kind of quicker torque so that it, uh, he pulls up and he's only like inches from the ground. Like that's scary. That is so scary. He could have crashed into the ground. Yeah, it makes him so nervous that, enough to yeah to to not yeah. go any further. And that to me was another. I mean, you said fearless, so that was the word I wrote down too. Was like another for for me to try to like be more in tune to the rate the um the different styles of the if you're Slytherin versus yeah. Gryffindor, so you're more fearless. Like he's showing fearlessness over trickery and you know bad form like yes that's and it seems to hopefully be paying off here yeah it sort of works out for him he ends up uh he ends up hovering on the broom standing on the broom it is that itself is really scary both times this happens in this game when you've got people standing up like upright on their brooms i'm like that probably shouldn't work (laughs) <laughs> no it probably shouldn't work and then i'm surprised there's not maybe like a rule against it well they're not calling files for anything else i don't think that's true because madam hooch is nowhere to be seen no we don't know where she is she's been missing this whole she's game. uh she, she went out for she a drink threw the quaffle into the air and was like all right my job is done <laughs> my job's done i'm gonna, I'm gonna get a drink yeah <laughs> I'm gonna go to my i'll office. be back at the end yep she's gonna go to her office have a drink yep. she's got so, a flask so harry's surfing on his broom which i think is awesome 
uh, and 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 we see the snitch in front of him, and he's sort of like inching forward on the broom, and he steps he steps right on the edge. I love that we can see like the Nimbus two thousand like logo emblazoned on the on the yeah, front yeah, of his, on like, the the tip of the yeah, handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before he steps far too far forward and tumbles off the broom. Because my my assumption is that he tumbles off because it's too off balance. Like yeah, he's, he's put much so much fr- weight on the, on the front end, of it that it tips downward, yeah. and I think it like hits the ground. That's finally what causes him to like roll off. And again, see, like I don't know a whole lot about real sports, but to me, it's like you know, there's certain rules when it comes to like, uh, like for example, if you catch a, a football, if you're over a certain line when you catch it, then it doesn't count yes. because you can't, you know, that's not allowed. There doesn't seem to be any out of bounds. So, like, it doesn't bother me that he caught it with his mouth, because, <laughs> other than the fact that, like, that's, that's gotta be unsanitary and yeah. disgusting. No, but did no he? Ca- I mean, I know it ends up in his oh, mouth, I know. You're but did they he print catch it? Or did it just? End I think up when in his he mouth. tumbled forward, that when he screamed, that it like that it just went like into his. Mouth. I don't think it was intentional. I think like, yeah, no, I don't think he meant to do it. No. It was definitely an accident. He screamed and went forward, uh, and the just kind of like ended up in his mouth. Ended then up. We're going to count mouth. that as okay. Uh, and I know you mentioned from Quidditch to the Ages says that they do imprint with the seeker. Uh, because but, it's it, the the the. But not with like, but not by putting it in your mouth. It's well, like, they have touch. Yeah, we know that that snitches are, are imbued with flesh memories because it's right. to uh it's to um handle any disputes over like who right. caught, who caught snitch it first. first. Mm-hmm. Um but that that you said unsanitary and I'm gonna argue that because the only way the flesh memory would work is if no one else has ever touched the snitch with bare skin. Oh that's true. You're right. That's true. Um so I still I don't, I don't think it's a. I would. I don't think it's a good idea. Swallow it <laughs> in your mouth. No, probably um, not. Also, so, the snitch seems pretty big to like fit in his mouth. That's what, what I. Thought. I'm saying is that like I understand that he's not. Right? Uh, he's not off of the uh, the Quidditch field. Yeah, but my my uh, my little dispute is: <sighs> would there be a rule for you falling off your broom? If you fall off your broom and caught the snitch, does that still count? The game is played on broom. He was, I theoretically, if you were playing he was polo on, on a horse, if you fall off your horse, that doesn't count. He was on his broom when he caught the snitch. The snitch was, was in not. his mouth before he hit the ground. But, <laughs> but both feet are off a broom. Are they? I believe so. So, so here's 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 where in real sports you would have like you would have a challenge. <laughs> you would have, the, and you would uh, have to yeah, go yeah. through the film of it and be like, like what someone's got to be like, filming Where does everything. his foot lo- fall over yeah, the line? Yeah. Like, yeah, like really scrutinize that. Um, I'm trying to put some like real sports yeah. stuff in here, like, and then you have to have like Madame Hooch come and like make the decision. Like, right. was he on? The I'll allow it. Well, yeah, I guess safer <laughs> out or you yeah. know that kind of thing. Yeah, I'll allow. That's the only thing that like I I was disputing is the yeah. fact like I don't care like like mouth or hand I I, I assume that there probably is not a rule for that, uh, but I assume because before. it's a yeah I don't but think I anyone else has a game on broomsticks that like you have to be you on, on the broom. broomstick yeah well yeah I don't think I don't think a chaser could like stand on the ground and lob the ball back into the air I don't think yeah that's exactly I, th- I I feel like there's some kind of like uh not penalty but. Uh, likened to 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 hockey, maybe like if you 
do something that's uh you get fouled on and then you get to you have to step out of the game for uh-huh. like an x amount of time and, and then put back in oh i guess it is a penalty. <laughs> so it makes me think that maybe it wouldn't just be the quidditch team that there would be alternates okay so that if this person's sick then this person could play for them or if this person um, does something bad in the game and gets you know sent we out don't have someone else goes any in. examples of alternates in quidditch do we i don't think so but i, I think, think it's it always sense. like if every Either every player's there or you don't play. That doesn't make sense to me. In every sport, there's got to be a backup. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, what if someone's injured, sick, uh, you know. Reschedule the game. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. They play in the rain, so they don't care for weather. I don't know. No, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying weather is a problem. I'm yeah. just saying people do. Things happen. True. You know? Yeah. Know. What happened? Oliver Wood got knocked out for two weeks yeah, after so, his first game. So, so like, okay, so he was knocked out. Did he come back? No, no, we've seen that the Quidditch has been, the, 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 the goals were completely unguarded. I don't, that's I don't think that should be allowed. I'm Slytherin like, that's teammates not fair. That means that an alternate should be brought in to play that, you think for, so? to do that role. I mean, I, that's fair. I agree right? with that too. But nope, that's not how it works. That's uh, not what happens. I kind of, I don't know. That's not what happens. That's bad. I agree. I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, like most things that have to deal with sports, I have no comment on this. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, like I, I said, know. I don't know a whole lot of sports. I only know a little bit. Yeah, we do a Harry Potter podcast. Come on now. <laughs> I've never played a sport myself. I mean, I did power puff football and I did yeah. soccer. That was about the extent of like my sports. Okay. So I don't know a whole lot. So Harry tumbles to the ground. Bothers me. He gets back to his feet. He sort of does like that first, like he looks like he's. He looks like he's going to like kind of throw up. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. That's tomorrow. Uh. But, and then we get the reaction shots of everyone. Hermione makes it back to the top of the stairs. Ron is staring. Um, Hagrid has the binoculars. They're all like, what's happening down there on the field now that Harry's falling? Yeah, like, he's down there. Like, what's what's going on? And that's the minute. Just, uh, Hagrid looking. Hagrid looking. I like Hagrid's gloves. Do you think Hagrid... They're very fuzzy. Yeah, do you think Hagrid, like, Hagrid's, like, fur They look like bear fur. Yeah, it's so I, bear gloves. When he's just in the background, and you're just you know you're seeing the kids in front of him. Yeah. that's what it seemed like. Oh, they're standing in front of a bear. Yeah, kind <laughs> of <laughs> big bear. His his gloves that he's wearing looks like they're made of bear fur or something. Like totally, they'd have to be a big they're very animal. thick. Yeah, he can't have rabbit skin gloves. He'd need a rabbit for each hand. <laughs> That's, that's yeah, not very yeah, nice. That's, that's not nice. I don't want to kill two rabbits. <laughs> no, but you know, I think Hagrid is probably like using every part of the animal that he's like using if he's making himself for clothes or like food or something. I don't think this would be wasteful. Is he making his own clothes all the time or is there somewhere he can go buy his clothes? Is there somewhere that a half giant can go buy their clothes? I don't know. A big and tall shop? That idea is hilarious. I <laughs> big and tall shop. <laughs> like we still, we've never had to had to cater to anyone quite your size before. Right? Like, hmm, Mr. Go to a tailor, Hagrid. Actually, I just no, imagine okay, when you, when you were saying that, Victoria, of like a a kind of a. Uh, wizard and witch place that was set up like that but that it had um a bunch of different doors with different outlines like sizes and shapes you know heights and widths that were various we don't have one that matches you you'd walk into the door that most 
fit your suits, suits your body type suits your body type and then you, then at least you'd be kind you know a little bit closer to maybe somebody that specializes uh, he, in your he, size he goes, and shape. he goes to a tailor he goes out and kills some animals so he has the skin and everything and then goes to a tailor and throws a bunch of like dead animals at him he's like make Aww. me some clothes like, no. <laughs> like stand there measure them up you know do all the inseam and you know, i uh i feel get like tailor-made hagrid, clothes i feel like hagrid would be handy enough to make his own clothes yeah i think so i think as he hands like, so as, big it'd be very hard to manipulate a needle maybe he just has really big needles but he's such a creature. Aren't stay together very well. He's such a animal and creature lover. It's, it's hard, hard for to me imagine him to hunt. Exactly. Well, yeah, I think that it would probably. But he doesn't seem to have a problem wearing furs. True. It's like if you found out. I think if he was doing it himself, there would be something more respect. It's kind of like a. It's like Native Americans using all the parts of the animals that they hunt because it's like right. But there's like a spiritual thing there. They have to set. I mean, they, there's a thing that happens like um like it's, a ritualistic. But it's a, it's a res- it's out of thing. it's a yeah. respect. Yeah, yeah. For you, you're you're supposed to set like not a prayer, but their their version of that to for that animal. They're spirit. being mindful of that. Like, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. We'll have to dig a little more into like what Hagrid... it's like if you saw like newt's commander going by like wearing like fur it would just be really like weird like oh you look i think it would be much. weirder for <laughs> commander but i think that like hagrid living in the hut on the castle grounds like i think he's a very like sense. woodsy person that's true Maybe. he's like grizzly adams kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah look at that beard and that hair right he's got a bear friend where's gentle ben <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing him. <laughs> oh. oh, that's awful. Oh. Yep, there. Sorry, Ben. Oh, oh man, you were a good bear. <laughs> that's awful. Oh, that's so bad. Oh, that's hilarious, though. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I think um. I think that was everything I had. <laughs> hey, hey, for him being so big, he's got nice hair. He, he, what kind of conditioner do you think he used? <laughs> now I'm just being silly. His hair does look very nice, though. <laughs> it doesn't look knotted or matted, which you would think him living out in the hut. Um, oh, that he would just be gnarly. That it would just be gnarly, right? Yeah. Like, same thing with the beard. It would just be like tangles and like there's leaves in it and stuff, maybe. Do you know why it looks so clean? Mm-hmm. It's a wig. It's a wig. Well, duh. <laughs> Jeez, Gary, thanks for Get ruining the fantasy. I'm sorry to break the, the illusion of this movie here. You're no fun. <laughs> You're no fun at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think, um, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah. I feel satisfied. How are you guys? I want to see I'm a Hagrid good. Glasses commercial. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, under a <laughs> under a waterfall yeah. out, in the, yes. out in the woods. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. One of those minotaur oh. men nearby. <laughs> yes. Oh, just out in the uh out in yep. the forbidden foot forest. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you can find us at duelinggenre.com. You can follow us on Facebook and, and Twitter at HP Minute or Harry Potter Minute. Uh, if you don't 
feel like you're getting enough of Victoria and I <laughs> from from the weeks of episodes you can follow us on uh, on patreon we have a patreon page at patreon.com slash hp minute where we do our weekend edition the quibbler as well as uh another show called i nerd that that's just victoria and i kind of shooting the shit about the stuff that we've read and watched and, and consumed each week um not every week scheduling for that is sporadic but we do do that relatively often there as well so if you guys want more of the two of us pledge on patreon it's less than four dollars a month and uh with that mischief Mischief manage manage.